2: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Janet. I'm Ashley.
1: And I'm Hemi.
0: The topic of life transitions is a popular one among our listeners, and as many of you may know... ABG is no longer just Helen, Mel, and myself. We also have a wonderful team of women who keep ABG running, women who also have their own perspectives and experiences that we know many of you can relate to.
2: Yes, today we have some very special guests. We have our social media coordinator, Ashley, and our newsletter editor, Hemi, on the podcast to share life transitions they are currently working through in their lives. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley and Hemi. Yay! Yay! Thank you ladies for being here with
0: us. They are recording with us after a long work day for both of them, so we very much appreciate you taking the time.
3: Thank you for having us.
2: <laughs> okay, so I'm pretty sure a lot of our you know, our listeners or our Instagram followers have seen Hemi and Ashley around, maybe through the Instagram, maybe through the stories, um, but we'd love for you both to introduce yourselves to our listeners. So Ashley, why don't you go first? You know, why don't you share with our listeners, where did you grow up? You know, what is your day job? Because both of them do work nine to five jobs. You know, what is your sign, personality type? Just give them the lowdown.
3: For sure. Well, thank you both for having me. It's an honor to be here. I started listening to ABG since their second episode. So it's very like wow moment um, to be chatting with you ladies today. So yeah, very honored. Um, so hello, everyone. My name is Ashley. I am 23 years old and I grew up um, like Janet in Orange County. So I'm from Irvine and if you've ever been to Irvine you know, there's a lot of Asians here. We got our little bubble. Um, so I grew up with a lot of good Asian food. Um, and yeah, Irvine is considered like a very safe place. So that's kind of like the atmosphere that I grew up in. So going to college um, in a predominantly white town, I had a lot of culture shock going into that and that's when I started listening to AbG kind of leaning into my Asian American identity and wanting to find similar voices. Um, in the entertainment industry, I guess, at the time um, that resonated with my upbringing and my stories. So really glad I found ABG in college. And I'm currently a graphic designer in a like smart tech e-commerce industry. And I work primarily on production assets. So thinking like product packaging and packaging inserts, like the whole experience you get when you receive a product and all the things that come uh, with it inside the box. And my sign okay so i'm not super into astrology so i had to download CoStar again for this uh so I, i'm reading off of it i am a sun cancer moon libra ascendant aquarius these are just words to me i don't know what they mean but feel free to analyze me off of that um my personality type I am a bigger fan, I would say, of like the Enneagram. I'm a four mm-hmm. wing three. So I think I believe that's the individualist and the achiever. And when it comes to the MBTI, I am an INFJT, which is the advocate. My personality, my MBTI changed during the pandemic. Um, so mm-hmm. that was really interesting to like rediscover my personality type again. Yeah. That is me.
2: Ashley and I actually meet every every Monday to go over social media stuff, so I kind of know a little bit more about her, and I wanted to, like, share that uh, about Ashley's fondness of books. Um, a fun question uh, before we move over to Hemi. Um, how did you begin working with ABG? And honestly, this is a question for me. Is this what you expected? <laughs> Great question. Um,
3: I started with ABG, um, I believe, in October of 2020. Mm -hmm. they posted a like job listing kind of on Instagram and all my friends tagged me in it they're like you should apply you should you love them like it'll be a great fit so I was like okay what's the worst that could happen like you know they say no Mm -hmm. um so I went through like two rounds of interviews and I went all out on my like mock social media project I like still have it like the account I still have it (laughs) and I like made an AR filter because I was like I need to stand out I need to like show that I can do something different. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like usually my tip for people when they ask for advice for like entering a new industry is just, I think you just need to stand out. You need to show that you're different Mm -hmm. um, and that's your strong suit. Um, Yeah, so I started around October of 2020 as an intern and now I've been promoted to the coordinator. (laughs) Um, And it is what I expected but also isn't. I think the day to day Mm -hmm. expectations um, were what I was expecting, uh, like meeting with Mel, managing their Instagram account and engaging with the community and designing content like that stuff, you know, was on paper Mm -hmm. and I was expecting that. But what I wasn't expecting was to learn so much about the behind the scenes process of how this business is run. And I've gotten a lot of insight on how ABG is structured as well. And it's been really great getting to pick up additional opportunities within ABG, getting to work on newsletter graphics with Hemi, uh, like YouTube thumbnails with Rachel and working on merch with Steph. So it's really great getting to work with pretty much almost everyone on the team at some capacity. I wasn't expecting to pick up these additional tasks, but it's been just so great getting to meet other women that are also share similar passions um, and getting to expand my skill sets um, through different campaigns in social media and just learning more about social media beyond the scope of abg
2: oh that makes me really happy to hear <laughs> you're not just saying this because i'm on this recording too right no
3: this is usually what i say when okay, people okay. ask
2: oh really wow I'm very flattered because my
3: friends will ask me like oh what's it like? <laughs>
2: like what's it really like no it's thanks thanks for saying all the kind of things actually yeah i feel like i do we, we, we do check in about this in our tv so I'm, i always want to make sure that you like our team is getting, Lena you know, all the right, you know, um, values they can get when, with working with us, you know, besides just, you know, doing their tasks. So thanks for all the kind words. Um, I'm going to switch it over to Hemi. One of our, actually one of our longest working team members is actually Hemi. So Hemi, um, why don't you, um, share a little bit more about yourself? Um, kind of the same questions like Ashley answered, like you know, where'd you grow up, your day job, your sign, any other fun facts?
1: Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, first, I want to say that I that I learned a lot about Ashley that I didn't know about before. Mm-hmm. And Ashley, you're dope. Um, and I'm really, <laughs> I'm really happy to be working with you as well as the rest of the team. Um, so, hey, everyone. My name is Hemi, pronounced like the Dodge Hemi engine, if that helps. Um, I'm 30 years old, a Korean-American from New York. I grew up in a town called Fresh Meadows in uh, the borough of Queens um had a good mix of Asian and not Asian friends growing up. Um, and I also got involved in a lot of Asian American youth organizations, starting from like middle school um, and throughout high school. Uh, and similar to Ashley, I actually um, experienced quite a bit of culture shock uh, once I went to college because it was predominantly white and a private institution. And so there was a lot of affluent students, um, which was new to me. So now getting to work with ABG feels very full circle in a lot of ways, um, especially because um, since I was a kid, I really loved the arts. I also loved writing. And as you all know, I'm the newsletter editor and, Now I get to flex my writing chops for you guys at least twice a month. And it's been such a ride. Starting at the basics, I guess. um, I work as a project manager at an independent advertising agency here in LA. We're going to talk astrology. My sun sign is Libra. I'm an Aries moon and a Sagittarius rising. Um, And the last time I took the Myers-Briggs test, which was like in 2018, I was an INFP. But I'm really curious to take that test again now because I wonder how it's changed over the past like four years. Hmm. Uh, and I have no idea what my enneagram is. I actually feel like it might be similar. I think I might have also gotten a four when I took it, but I have a terrible memory. So I'm just gonna have to take the test again. <laughs> I started working with ABG in November 2019 uh, and I remember how that all came to be right it was 2019 Mm -hmm. yeah so uh the girls and i helen janet and mel uh we'd met about a year prior when they first came to new york for the new york meet and greet we have a mutual friend uh and we all got along really well and then shortly after i moved to la we all became friends we're hanging out and then a, a year later they hit me up and they're like hey we're actually looking to expand our marketing efforts we really like your writing style that you're sharing on your instagram uh, and we were wondering if you'd be interested. So I took it very seriously. I was like, I don't know who the competition is. I gotta make sure to knock them out. <laughs> so um, I put together a deck, which is another word for presentation. Um, and then I, you know, saved it as a PDF. I think I saved it to the Google Drive later on, but I, sh- I showed up to dinner with three copies for each of them, and I just took them through the wireframes and my ideas, and and um, it ended up working. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been really wonderful to be able to work with um, the team, and then also um, Stephanie and then Ashley on the graphics. And I really think that you know the words can you know tell a story on their own, but it's only, it's only made more powerful by the beautiful visuals that, um, Ashley provides. And I'm so grateful to be working with her because she's really talented and amazing at what she does. So.
3: I don't take compliments well, but thank you, Hemi.
1: <laughs> Love Circle.
0: Definitely. I I did not realize that the both of you did go above and beyond in our kind of like, it wasn't like formal, I guess for, for Ashley's mm. a formal in, interview, but um, creating an AR filter and then Hemi creating like a full on deck with like wireframes. Mm-hmm. Um, and for any of our subscribers to our newsletter, you get Hemi's beautiful, curated newsletters of not only updates but her encouraging and inspiring writing in the editor's note uh, twice a month and if you don't subscribe I definitely encourage you to do so because they are beautiful gems to receive in your inbox Um, you are definitely a very very beautiful writer Hemi and it was definitely that was a big draw for us and we feel like you're perspective on things and your interests uh, definitely align with a lot of us and our listeners. So we're so happy that you are definitely you're the first person that we kind of worked with outside of our three-person team so long ago in 2019. My God, feels like ages ago. <laughs> I
2: know. She Hemi's actually the first person after Michelle. That's oh, that's under- right. Change. After because Michelle, yes. Yeah, Michelle's actually team member number, number four. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's three of us, yeah. four. And then, yeah. And then Hemi came on and then we brought on you know ashley and then rachel It's been, it's yeah it's been kind of crazy i still when hemi was walking us through like she's like there's competition out there i was like the funny thing is the three of us were like walking in like ready to present you with a role and when you gave us the paper presentations we were so unprofessional and we started in, we started taking photos of it we're like oh my <laughs> god look she we were so like we were like is this real life like i don't know it just felt kind of like so cool we're like we had to take photos and remember this this moment
1: i remember at the end of the dinner too i was like okay so like what are next steps like when do you think that you'll know after you interview the other people and i forgot who it was but you guys just looked for me and you were like there's no one else yeah (laughs) (laughs) this was this was
0: genuinely a case of someone like we saw your skill set and obviously Mm -hmm. we were starting out as like working in media and the podcast being our format but we also know that you know through we had like we created a website and we're like, oh there's the ability to create a newsletter. Oh, and then it's like, well who could we bring to do a newsletter? Oh my God, who do you know is a great writer? And it was just kind of a very natural organic fit. So mm-hmm. um yeah, it's definitely worked out. <laughs>
4: I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train! If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swathers. With Pampers Swathers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swathers has dual-leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most, and they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits.
2: Alright, well thank you ladies for both, you know, giving us a rundown on your background and you got started with ABG, but the main reason we wanted to bring you both on for this episode is really kind of to talk through transitions, and I think... All of us go through transitions, and I had really good conversations with you both, and I want to have you both share with our listeners like what you both are personally going through. And thank you so much ahead of time for agreeing to be vulnerable with us. I know it's, sometimes this is really tough to talk about, because like, when, it's, when you're uncertain about something, how, how do you talk about it, right? You're unsure. Um, but Ashley, I do want to start with you. I feel like a lot of our TVs sometimes end up becoming conversations and deep talks that go until eight o'clock at night which I also love because yeah so we do go over social media stuff during meetings but we just end up having a conversation and I know Ashley like crazy thing about you is that you literally graduated during the pandemic and uh, I know you were job hunting for a bit but you moved back home to OC during this time and I mean, you share with me about how you kind of want to be somewhere else and like, I can't even imagine what it's like to even go through a graduation and like a college graduation during the pandemic. So do you kind of mind sharing with our listeners, um, like we you know where you are right now and where do you want to be and just kind of walk us through like, you know, those past few years for you?
3: Yeah, sometimes I forget that I graduated in a pandemic because I felt like that whole experience that I you know, worked so hard towards throughout my entire academic career was kinda of, or yeah, my academic career was kind of just swept under the rug because we were in a pandemic, like there wasn't much talk about a graduation at all. Um, I got to celebrate at home with my family and like virtually with my uh major, my department. Um, but other than that, I think I kind of just treated it like any other day and then the next day I just mm. kept looking for jobs. Like there was no formal woo-woo, you graduated Mm -hmm. kind of moment. And I think because of that, um, the transition into post-grad was um, a little bit harder. I mean, I obviously don't have anything to compare it to in terms of this big life transition. Um, But since college, I have thought that I would end up in San Francisco or the Bay Area since I wanted to work in the creative industry um, and I specifically am very anti-LA because I hate driving and I hate traffic. I live far away or I live too close to commute in but it's like too far to drive still. I don't know if Janet agrees.
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah I I totally understand that in between where you're like well I I, it's I shouldn't quite, I don't need to necessarily move closer, but if I did commute every day, it's just long enough to be very annoying. So.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Orange County is that perfect sweet spot. It's just <laughs> too far for me to want to trek three hours every day um, round trip. So that's why I thought I'd end up in San Francisco. And I primarily wanted to enter the cosmetics, beauty, or fashion industry. And I believe um, when I was job searching, most of the opportunities were in San Francisco. So I started looking ever since my second or third year in college, and that was kind of my goal, was to enter that industry in whatever capacity of design work that I could do. Um, But it's been really hard trying to get into that space, that industry. I have felt like I need to know people to be able to enter into any position. Um, And because I don't know anyone in those industries, it was hard for me to get my foot in the door. And on top of graduating in a pandemic, the job market wasn't that hot. Um, I knew I couldn't be picky with the opportunities that were presented to me, um, so I kind of just said, "Screw it, whatever comes my way, like I'll just take it. It doesn't matter at this point because, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, money is money, a job's a job. Like I think I just put a lot of weight onto my first job, like it had to be my dream job, it had to be where I wanted to be, I had to have mm. all of these." expectations just wrapped up in a pretty bow because it was such a big thing in my life that I've worked towards and it didn't help that you know on LinkedIn everyone is like oh I'm so excited to announce that I'm yeah. da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. so I think that whole transition was um pretty rocky for me trying to uh find a job because a lot of my peers had already found positions um and are, were already looking to start right away so mm-hmm. I just felt really lost um Currently I'm living at home, I've lived at home for the past two years, um, and it's been very bittersweet to even think about the possibility of leaving at this point because uh, I feel really lucky to have such a strong relationship with my parents and with my family. So I really enjoy living Mm -hmm. at home and spending time with them, and if I, part of me feels like if I know that San Francisco is like end game for me, it wouldn't hurt to spend more time here now with my family um, before I move and it's harder to come home as often.
2: Ashley. So I actually didn't know you were set on SF from college, um, because, um, question for you is, would you, I know you hate driving, but wouldn't you kind of say that LA probably is more of a primal spot for creative as a designer versus San Francisco. I only say this too, because I worked in fashion and right next was a lot of beauty brands Mm -hmm. in LA. So Um, now being, you know, now graduating, would you say that like there's equal opportunity for your work in Los Angeles or what about San Francisco actually is, is driving you there?
3: I think there are equal opportunities in terms of, um, companies, I would say, but I found that a lot of the bigger names are located in San Francisco, Mm. like Estee Lauder, LVHM, I don't know, or the LV companies. Um, mm. And a lot of the smaller up and coming like sustainable makeup brands are also and skincare are like based in San Francisco. Mm. And I think because I already had this like not feeling of not wanting to be in LA, I kind of ruled that out initially. Mm. And there was a point in time when I was looking for positions in LA because um, positions were starting to go remote more flexibly. Mm. but a lot the majority of the LA ones still said, remote for now but you have to come into the office once it's okay but the majority of the San Francisco right. ones were like this is a permanently remote position mm-hmm. so I wanted that flexibility of like maybe I could have a job that's based in San Francisco but I can still live here or I can mm-hmm. you know move to like a different city like not even in California or whatever try that out and then yeah yeah would you
0: ever consider New York because some of those brands that you listed off are kind of in the in the line of luxury like LVMH um uh, you know, in different skincare, cosmetic fashion, New York is also a huge uh hub for that
3: that is very true. I am a scaredy cat. Um, <laughs> I think New York would actually trample me. I think I like San Francisco because it's like this middle ground between l a mm-hmm. and New York. like there's that public transit. there's that city life, but you could also live in the suburbs and commute in, and it's a lot more convenient. Yeah. Granted, I've never been to New York City, so I don't actually know the scene. It's just from you know, the YouTuber vlogger lifestyle that I've seen. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like New York would be way too fast paced for me and I just get really overwhelmed.
2: Ashley, you also shared with me that a lot of your friends from college live in San Francisco. And I'm just curious, like, I mean, I know this because we talk, but how has it been for you? Obviously you, you graduate college, all your friends moved to SF and now you're, even though you're taking advantage of living at home, being surrounded by your family, it's a different experience being in your hometown with no, with not a lot of friends around you, right? Do you think it's also pushing you towards the city of SF?
3: Yeah, and I think that's something that has also been challenging in this, I guess, season of transition. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I work from home, I don't really need to go out and socialize. Um, So I'm still working on like finding my daily rhythm and rituals and Mm -hmm. what that looks like from the day to day. But of course, the social aspect of life is like a must, you just need to interact with people for like mm-hmm. your mental health sake. So um the past like two and a half years or so I've definitely struggled a lot with like loneliness because the majority of my friends live in the Bay Area. Um and like struggling with like finding my place in SoCal. Um I don't keep in touch with anyone from like high school. So that is literally, you know, the whole pool mm-hmm. of people that I could be surrounding myself with. So yeah, to put it very bluntly, like I don't really have any friends in this area. So for a while, that's that was a big motivating factor in moving to the Bay Area is just trying to find to reconnect with my people, because it's different mm-hmm. um, being in person versus virtual phone calls and things like that.
0: Yes, definitely.
3: So now it's been how long you graduated when again? Uh, June of 2020. But I moved home in March. Like right when lockdown started.
0: Got it. And I mean, yes, the last two years have been, I think like a lot of people have experienced isolations, but it is really challenging when you're moving and that's like the prime time to kind of be reestablishing relationships. Um, But now it's like some of the stuff you know is lifting for for pandemic restrictions and places are open again um I wonder like are there are there kind of old high school people that are around you are you finding any more opportunities from your hometown setting to reconnect with people
3: yeah I'm really grateful that a few people like two people from my high school that I wasn't even like super close with they reached out to me and they're like oh you're back home like do you want to hang out. And I was like, sure, we can hang out for the first time ever because we never hung out before. Mm -hmm. So I think um, it's been really great getting to meet up with those people again, because it's been like four or five years since I talked to them. Um, And like one of the girls is older than me and she's in like a long term relationship. So getting to learn from her has been like really cool, like an older sister figure. And just getting to, I guess, reconnect has been a really big joy in the season of transition is yeah that's like one of the the little pockets of like happiness that I look for getting to meet up with people.
1: Speaking of pockets of happiness um, Ashley recently started sharing these really beautiful daily reels on her Instagram Um, and I was hoping that you could share a little bit of insight behind the inspiration behind that because I'll say for me, you know, especially like everyone, I think that the past couple of years have proven to be challenging and on so many levels um, with a level of monotony. And I feel like something like a daily reels where you can capture snippets every day is a really beautiful way to, to see your day-to-day life from a new lens. Um, so I'd love to, if you could share a little bit about the inspiration behind that.
3: I agree with what you were saying, me about like that feeling of monotony in the everyday, especially like working from home. I just literally roll out of my bed, I walk over to my long commute to my desk, and I do my little lunches, and then I come back to work, and yeah, it's just every day just feels exactly the same. And I think because of that, post grad just feels like I'm still in that transition. Like it's been over a year since I graduated, but I still feel like I'm getting acclimated with that post-grad life. Like, I don't even think I can fully say that I've transitioned out of that stage of life yet. Um, so I started doing these reels this year because I used to be like a reels hater. I was like, (sighs) video content. (laughs) I'm like, for what? Like, and I know it's horrible for me to say that because I technically work in social media now. Um, But I saw a lot of people doing their little daily vlogs and I was like, I can't hate something that like brings me joy at this point, like getting (laughs) to see other people's lives. And I'm like, oh, you're a stranger, but this is so wholesome. Um, And I think a lot of people, their lives are very monotonous, especially those that work corporate jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew I was no, like I wasn't special or anything by having this really monotonous routine. So I was like, well, I mean, the least I can do is try to see the good in it and try to Mm -hmm. um, see it as, like, an anchor in my life instead of, um, like, a a drag. So I started filming reels on my phone, and the first one literally took me, like, two and a half hours to edit, and it was, like, 20 seconds. I was like, oh, man, this is not a joke. These vloggers, full-time job, makes sense. Yeah, so I just started using these little video snippets as which sounds really sad, but just, like, a motivating factor to get through my day, just to, like, Aww. and, like, look for different ways mm. to make my day more interesting, because I'm, like, mm. I need to have good content, you know? So I need a my life needs to look appealing and interesting. So I went out of my way to do things to make my life feel a little bit spicier, like, literally just going mm. on a walk. I was, like, ooh, look, look at me on my little walk this afternoon. Go <laughs> me. Did I do any walks last year? Maybe, like, three in the entirety of 2021 (laughs) but this year I've taken walks like almost every day
1: because Mm -hmm. it started
3: as for the content but then it kind of integrated into my lifestyle more and like doing making my matcha like that was kind of like a ritual and like reading during lunch just these little habits that Mm. started as like oh what can I do to make my day look more interesting because like we all know it's not interesting um developed into like these little habits and things that I look forward to now so there are some days where I wake up and I'm like, oh, what can I do today? Like, should I do an outfits video? Haven't done that yet. So things like that just make my day a little bit more interesting. And it's a way mm. for me to get to connect with my friends as well. Because mm. when people are like, oh, like, how are you doing? How is your day? I'm like for drawing sure. a blank. But then my friends can like watch my little videos and be like, mm. ask very specifically like, oh, like, how was the weather that day when you went on a walk or what'd you do this weekend? I saw you were at this cafe, things like that. It's like a conversation starter too. So trying to see the good and make a not so fun situation into one that is a little bit more positive and brings more joy.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Ashley. That's, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that experience of, of what you described about just feeling like it's just the same day, Groundhog's Day over and over again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that That point that you made is a really good one, which is just like if you are creating things, it can be a good motivator for you to change up different things that are within your control. Um, So we're going to keep watching you and your reels online (laughs) and use that as a mode of inspiration. Uh, But for now, we're going to move on to Hemi to share her story. Hemi, you moved from New York to L.A. about three, a little over three years ago at this point. Um, Can you share with our listeners what prompted the move? um, And how has the transition been for the last three years? Do you think that LA is what you expected it to be? Is it where you want to stay long term? Um, (laughs) Give us all the tea on
1: that. for um, the tea well, girl <laughs> i started by saying that as a born and raised New Yorker I love the city but I also knew from a really young age that I was very curious about life beyond just what I knew I can't remember the title of the book and I really wish I could because it was such a, a huge influence when I was a teen I was maybe like in middle school there was a book I read where the girl the young protagonist she got to go to a uh, boarding school I think in like Switzerland um, and experienced just just had all of these experiences that really shifted her worldview, uh, and I very much wanted to somehow make that happen for myself. Um, so for a long time actually um, I thought that I would move internationally. What ended up happening after college is I stayed in the city for um, about a handful or a little bit more years, um, really starting to build my career in the advertising industry but I couldn't quite shake that itch for something different um, and so I was thinking like, okay, maybe if the international thing is not necessarily easy to make happen just yet, um, maybe I can move domestically. And so I was thinking West Coast. Um, and actually since the day of like YouTube, like when YouTube first started, you know, catching storm, um, I noticed that all of the Asian creators that I really admired, um, whether it was in dancing, you know, Wang Fu or... Um, like music and things like that. Everybody was based pretty much like on the West coast, either LA or the Bay area. And I was always like, mm-hmm. New York is supposed to be the creative place, but it seems like the West coast is really popping. Like what's going on over there. Um, and so I took a trip uh, before I started my last full-time job in New York um, and I went to both Portland and to LA because those are two cities I was considering at the time mm. when I got to LA uh, I knew right away that that was actually going to be the spot that I moved to next um, it just felt like a right fit because it had the city energy mm. but was still a little bit more laid back than New York had that creative um, energy as well and um, it, and it's super multicultural here, which is actually uh, something I really look for wherever I'm living. I, I think it was maybe within two years after that trip that I was able to make that trip happen. And I still remember after my last job in New York ended and I was thinking, OK, I should probably start looking for a new job. Initially, I started looking in New York, but then I also thought maybe I'll just book a one way trip ticket to, to L.A., maybe couch surf with my friends and figure it out from there. Um And then i ended up thinking let me just give myself a chance and see if i could find a job before i just do the hail mary and literally as soon as i decided that it was like less than a month that i had secured a permalance job to come here it was initially supposed to be for three months and that was just enough for me to feel comfortable with like moving here um i didn't even tell anybody i was moving here because i was still trying to convince myself that that's what was happening. Um, And I knew I had income. I could find a place to stay. uh, And that permalanch job actually ended up becoming my full-time job, which I'm still at right now. Um, So that worked out extremely well, but it's, I think it's really amazing how once you know what you want and you make the decision, how quickly you can actually make that happen for you. I like mm. to call it the universe as well. Some people might call it God. Whatever you want to call it, I really think that you know mm-hmm. things start to move in, in, in your favor. I definitely see myself staying in LA for a little while longer, at least, if not longer. Who knows? Um, I am also trying to be really mindful in terms of allowing myself the flexibility to really feel out what I want to do or where my life is taking me and really respecting that and heeding that um so for sure for a short short term at least for the next few years i'm i see myself here in la uh Mm -hmm. and then we'll see where life takes me after that
2: hemi thank you so much for sharing like this calling that you had since after reading that book um ever since she made the move to la because we actually met hemi when she just said hey i actually might move in a few months so i think it's already in motion when we actually met you, but when you actually moved here, it's been a few years now. Is it what you expected? Are your expectations met? If so, yes. If not, like what? What? What's missing?
1: What a great question. Well, there's a few answers to that. One is people told me that I would have to have a car while living here. I have not had a car for the three years I've lived here. I'm gonna pause for all the listeners who gasp at that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been able to make it happen, and uh, so far it's been great. I will say though, the Uber prices and the Lyft prices are really skyrocketing. So there might come a, I might have to get a Zipcar membership or something. Um, so that part actually took me by surprise. Uh, and in so many ways, I think that my time here in LA actually surpassed my expectations. It's definitely felt like the right move for myself. And I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. I feel like I've grown exponentially in ways that uh, I maybe not might not have had I chosen to stay in New York which is also a city that I think facilitates growth But because it was such familiar territory for me, the outcome would have likely been a little bit different So right now even though my career trajectory up until this point has been primarily in corporate, you know, the 9 to 5, 9 to 6 type of jobs I definitely see myself branching out beyond that, hopefully working for myself or working for something outside of the advertising agency that feels a lot more values driven and aligned in that way. Since moving to LA, I've had the wonderful privilege of making so many new friends who embody so many of the values that I'm trying to bring into my own life, whether it's they have started their own businesses, <clears throat> Janet, Helen, Mill, you know, or, <laughs> or they are working on projects outside of their jobs, whether it's they're making music. Um, like when we went to Dan show last weekend, that was really inspiring to see him perform live for the first time and see how just how alive it made him. Yeah, I've, I've just been really, really grateful and also lucky to have found my footing and a really solid community in several groups of people since I got here. And that's actually been definitely my rock Um, in so many ways. Mm.
2: I'm the type of person that when I find that one makeup product that works, I stick to it forever. For the longest time, I've been trying to find the right mascara and didn't have much luck until I learned about Thrive's cosmetics. Whenever we get ready for events, I noticed that Janet would always use Thrive's Liquid Lash Extension Mascara, and Janet barely uses any makeup. So if she uses something repeatedly, it has to be good. Well, I finally tried it and it's honestly one of the best mascaras I've ever used. It mimics the look of last extensions and the formula isn't clumpy or flaky at all. Another product I enjoy using is your Define Gravity Eye Lifting Cream. Yes, it's time to take care of that skin around your eyes. This cream instantly lifts and tightens the skin around your eyes with line-smoothing hydration and reduces dark circles and puffiness. Another thing I love about Thrive is they bigger than beauty mission. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, whether it's women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and much more. Now's a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com ABG. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-N-G. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash ABG for 15% off your first order.
0: What is something that you would designate right now in your life that you are hoping to transition or to change? If anything, maybe not.
1: Yeah, so I have a couple of answers for that. So professionally, in the upcoming months, I'm looking to dedicate a lot more of my time to working on things that are really special to me, whether it's writing projects or figuring out ways to pitch story ideas to different publications or digging deeper into the newsletter uh, and hopefully also hmm. COVID permitting, um, traveling as well and seeing the world. I think that I'm kind of in a point where I really want to introduce some novelty into my life in a way that will is going to wake me up metaphorically, and maybe even literally. uh, I think that the past couple of years especially uh, has led to a feeling of burnout uh, and also feeling largely uninspired, which is not a place Mm -hmm. that I want to be because I also recognize that there's so much in my life I'm appreciative for. And at the same time, I feel very groggy, uh, which is making it a little bit hard for me, I think, at times to fully appreciate it, which is one of the reasons why Ashley's daily reels I find so beautiful um so that's my answer professionally and personally this one's a little bit funny but so I have my license my driver's license cue Olivia Rodrigo uh, (laughs) but I have (laughs) I got my license shortly before I moved to LA a few years ago and I actually haven't exercised it all that often and so that's one of the things that I really want to do this year, I want to practice driving more here in L.A., Ugh. get comfortable with at least driving locally. I thought the highways in New York were fast, but they're actually much faster here in L.A. in California. So that's another thing I'm going to have to get used to. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that will actually open so many doors because one of the reasons, another reason I want to move to L.A. or to California in general is to really explore everything that there is here. Mm-hmm. There's like lakes, mountains, beaches, the desert if you have a car, you can really go anywhere. That's so true. that's something I'm going to do this year. Wow.
0: wow. That will be a mm-hmm. game changer. Yeah. I have to say to be in LA and to be able to drive, but I feel you on the hump of, of getting over that because LA traffic is unlike anywhere else <laughs> in the States. So
2: <laughs> yeah, I also want to say really quickly, I mean, the reason why I asked you that question of like, it's, did LA meet your expectations is, because I think I, I, sh- I shared on the podcast before, I'm, I feel like I'm currently in transition to wanting to try out a new location. And I think you're only, you're one of the few friends I, I know that actually took that leap and experienced the change mm. and lived it out. So I don't know what it's like. And so hearing you say it, it exceeded your expectations, I was like, wow, I, I just want to like hear like, you know, like, what about it? And so it makes me actually more excited for the day that I get to live that out for myself. And I'm sure like everything you described, I feel like a lot of listeners are wanting to change things up. Like even Ashley wants to go to San Francisco. I think a lot of us want, wants to change our location or has that desire to shake things up. And I feel like your answer was really great to kind of give that perspective. And I feel like a lot of people actually can even relate to the fact that like This fog, you know, I think whether you love your job or not, you're going to go through periods of like, I just don't feel really inspired. I'm doing what I can, but just something isn't like clicking in it, you know, and I do think whether it's like you mentioned, like maybe needing novelty because I'm someone that needs novelty. Like after a while, I'm just like, all right, I can do the finding the beauties of the everyday which is like Ashley did the reels. I love that too, because seeing her eat her egg toast every morning makes me want to eat eggs every morning, which I do now. <laughs> but I also do think like, you're kind of spelling out like what what is needed when you're stuck in this like, in a sense, a gray zone of fog, right? So I don't know. I just feel like the pandemic in general has put that layer on a lot of people's lives right now, obviously, but Absolutely. it's kind of like with yeah. this, I think maybe this episode is kind of talking about it, but, like, what are we doing within this fog? Like, are we shining a light, and how are we doing that in our own ways? So thank you for sharing, you know, what you've been going
1: through. Yeah, of course. Thank you for allowing me to share it with you guys uh, or with you ladies. If I may add one thing, a question that I get often is, so what do you like more, New Mm -hmm. York or L.A.? and actually when i moved here i made a very conscious choice that i wasn't going to compare the two cities i wanted to make sure to allow give la a clean slate and i think that mo- moving here with that very clear intention opened up a lot more space for me to appreciate la for what it's been for me in my experience and i think that if if moving to a different city, whether it's longer term, shorter term, if that's something you want to do, it's absolutely within your power to make it happen. You just have to make the choice and then I think that things will start to click in your favor once you've decided that this is definitely what I want to make happen.
3: Thank you for sharing. Hemi, I'm curious. So when you wanted to make that switch from New York to LA, what was, I guess, the motivating factor? Was there like a one moment or like just this click in your thought that this is the right time like how did you gauge that at this point in your career in your personal life in your relationships like this was the
1: time for you to try something different to make that switch I love that question because it directly ties into some of the changes that I'm planning to make in the next couple months and beyond that but when it comes to that time where I decided that I wanted to make the move to LA happen. I knew that I had to do it in that moment because it almost felt like perfect timing in the sense that I was in between jobs. So I was looking for a new opportunity at the time. And also I had wanted to try to live outside of New York for quite some time. And I felt that already more years than I had anticipated had gone by. Because even when I was graduating from college, I thought I was going to move to Korea or to a different country entirely. And fast forward five, six years later, I'm actually still in New York living with my parents. And, you know, I did get to travel here and there. But in so many ways, I felt like I was falling short of the dreams that I had had for myself for so long. And so... It felt like the timing was, was right at that moment. And I, I figured that if I didn't try to do this now, then I was really scared that another five, 10 years would go by, I would blink and be in the same, pretty much in the same position without having taken the quote unquote risks that I had wanted to take. And it's so interesting too, because I remember people reacting, So several people have reacted to my moving, you know, across the country to a different city, also on a coast, which, you know, I think comes with its own familiar comforts and territory but there are a lot of people who are like oh my gosh how did you make such a big risk and I actually felt like it wasn't that much of a risk because even if I went flat broke at that time, I knew that I still had I had my, like, my Chase Sapphire preferred card <laughs> and it had points on it. And I was like, I could at least book a flight, one way ticket back to New York and my family's there. And I know they're not gonna let me live on the street. So I always have an out in that sense. And then also when I think about risk, I think about what my parents did. My parents immigrated twice from South Korea to Japan while my dad went to college there. So they had to learn an entirely new language Japanese and then also when they moved from Korea to America also had to learn an entire new language on top of learning a whole new so many different systems um, and that to me was a risk because we don't have any other family here it's just my immediate family and myself and so when I think when I thought about my move to LA the the risk actually felt very very uh, small in comparison
0: and I actually do want to share that I'm noticing like because I know for Ashley's story your' you're in um, Orange County and you're thinking about SF and there's this dynamic of feeling like, is there, is this actually what you want to make the move, right? Um, and I can deeply relate to this on a couple of levels. So I think most of our listeners know that I've jumped around a lot. Um, but the one experience I had where I went to New York and for me, I guess the equivalent of this was making the decision to come home. Um, and I actually at that time made the decision to come home because I really evaluated what was important to me. Mm. And even though there is maybe on a social level, people would perceive being in New York in a different place as the thing that was pushing myself, um, I knew for myself that that's not what I wanted. And that Mm. at that moment in my life and because of the circumstances of my personal life and my family, I needed to be back home. I was still very torn about it, you know, Mm -hmm. but... um, I think at the end of the day, knowing when to make the right choice, either to move or maybe like the right choice is actually to stay, right? Because Mm -hmm. I sense from Ashley like that when you were weighing out, you're not saying like I want to definitely be in San Francisco. I want to definitely be somewhere else. You're saying this is a place I'm considering. But at the same time, I also very much acknowledge my current like city that I'm in and being close with my family. I know that that is something that – if I, once I move there long-term, I might not come back, right? So there's, I think there's something Mm -hmm. in you that is telling you there's a reason why you're resisting, right? And I would encourage to kind of like Mm -hmm. listen, listen to that. I think that there's no like right answer to, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in our current society where everyone's like, the narrative tends to be like, you know, go and chase the, live your life out and do all these things. And what that is going to look like for each person is going to be different because every person's circumstance is different. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like this question because I, I think that Hemi's experience very much exemplifies it was the right time for her because it was something she knew she wanted and she wanted for a long time and was figuring out how to do it. Um, and I can say for me, when I knew it was the right time to make decisions, I mean, sometimes it, it was... Knowing that right now is not the time to make a transition, I guess, or a big shift. I don't know. If
2: that makes <laughs> sense. But <laughs> dang, Janet went deep mm-hmm. with that one. I could totally, yeah, I mm-hmm. definitely see that perspective, Jay. I also want to share really quickly because um, I actually I didn't realize when I actually first moved to LA, I was 24. I was really, I it was just out of like a year after college. I moved to LA to get to for the internship for Wong Fu. I literally had to make ends meet. Um, but yeah. then I actually moved back home. For like a free, freelancy job but I made a decision to move back to LA because I knew even though it was a risk to move initially um then the community I like I was I, I joined because of you know of working in media and I think at that time I, I think when you're in your early 20s I think a lot of your driving forces are career driven I want to I want to like try to I want to jumpstart my career and I don't know if that's necessarily right or wrong but for me at the time all my friends were in the Bay Area. My high school, college friends were all situated in the Bay Area. I was really conveniently like, like close to them. But for some reason, I had a calling to come back to LA. I was like, I need to be back for my career. I feel like this is where I need to be to get the right opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I moved back, not having a job though. But at the same time, even though it was really difficult, there's just something inside me that at the time, my value was my career. So I will make that shift to get to, to, to be in that place. And but the risk obviously isn't as, like, New York versus L.A., like, Hemi. Um, but at the same time, I think it's like what Janet mentioned. It's like sometimes where you are in your life, it's like you kind of have to re- evaluate what do you value and what is what is the right decision to make based on your values, whether it's to go, whether it's to stay. But it really, it, it, I think anyone who's considering a big move or a change, is, uh, you have to ask yourself, what am I valuing? in my current situation hitting those values? And if not, how can I alter that? So – those are some things to maybe just to sit on too.
1: Absolutely. And I think asking yourself that question periodically, especially when you're in those moments of transition, is really important because sometimes, oftentimes I think that the things that we want in mm-hmm. life, they will change. But sometimes maybe you might find yourself holding on to something that you thought you wanted because it was something you wanted X amount of time ago. And then as you're asking yourself those questions, you actually realize, oh, actually it's not that important to me anymore. I actually have a question for you ladies we'll start with Ashley describe the woman you dream of becoming and because I personally believe that we're all already on our way to becoming who we want to become also if you can describe how you already embody that person this
3: is challenging this is a challenging question to answer I think I feel so young still I'm only 23 so when I think of my future self I think I'm thinking like later 20s like thirties even. Mm. Um, and from where I'm sitting now, it feels like so far away, but I know it'll come like in a blink of an eye. Um, but the woman I dream of becoming is someone who is, um, confident in her decisions, who doesn't need to be, um, affirmed by people around her because she knows her self-worth and she has, a a bigger understanding of her purpose in life when it comes to personal relationships and career ambitions. Um, And I think I am trying to find my way towards that path um, by seeking out daily habits, such as finding time to work out. I'm like, Mel, I don't really like working out. Um, I don't want to put that label on you though, Mel, but... Sorry, I don't want to assume, but yeah, like just doing things like that because I know it's better for my health in the long run and being more um, confident in my skill sets as a designer, knowing that that's something that will um, benefit me in the future and just being forward thinking at the end of the day is how I'm trying to embody those qualities now Just thinking of my future self.
2: Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Mel. Dang. Well, first off, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your dream, you know, what you want to be. I actually resonate with a lot of the stuff that you said. So what I wrote down is I want to be someone that doesn't let people who don't matter control her confidence. The one that doesn't care what people think, which kind of I I think as natural pleasers, it's something that we struggle with. Um, I wrote a couple of things down. The one that has work-life balance, someone that leads with empathy and grace. Um, I want to be a... Um, I want to be me still and I want to have the friends that I've had since I was 14. Um, I want to have, I want to be a woman that has passion for what she does and I want to, most importantly, I think I want to leave behind a legacy, whether that's with ABG, whether it's for my family, but mostly I think I want to do it as me, as an individual. And I always think about how I just want to be remembered for something good. And if I were to think about some of these qualities that I may have embodied, already embodied, body, body, yadi <laughs> Um, <laughs> um I, had, I had a really nice reminder today on a call with a fellow entrepreneur friend. And I was talking about finances of how I don't really look at my finances sometimes because I was never taught to like aim very high for a financial goal for myself, to be honest. And he was like, yeah, Mel, because all you care about is you just have passion for what you do. And when he said it to me, I was like, you know what? You're right. I love what I do. And sometimes I think I carry that still since I was my early twenties. I I took the leap of faith to pursue my passion. I am still doing it to this day. And I still have the friends that I've had since I was in middle school. So I think for me, if I keep continuing with that, I, I'm I will be proud of the woman I am on the way of becoming. So mm. that's what I have for myself. Thanks for this question, Heavy. I mean, my God, I was like <laughs> wow, that was It's beautiful. a confidence boost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a I loved your answer, Mel, like all the multiple parts and the things that you hit on. Um, I see those goals in you and I see you already very much well on your way there, um, if, if not already there for some of those and it's just about maintaining it throughout the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Oh, thanks. All right, Jay, I want to hear yours. Let's see. The, describe the woman that I dream of becoming. I dream of becoming a woman who is fully present, who is joyful and full of gratitude, who is compassionate and who brings and inspires the same of all of these qualities for others. Um, I think for me, like what I already kind of embody is the desire to be fully, or I guess any, I I think the the embodying the sense of being present and compassionate and having a lot of gratitude. I know that I definitely have moments of that, Um, but I'm not able to maintain it at all times, because it's a struggle. <laughs> but um, I think things like just being patient with myself, meditating, all of those things are just practices that I do to kind of continually try to live my life so that I'm more often in those states than in the opposite state. That would be my answer.
1: How about you, Hummy? I dream of becoming a woman who is very purposeful, who is really grounded and present as well. Um, and who is proud of the work that she does and what she contributes to the world and through, to her loved ones. Um, and when I think about my work specifically, just because that's something that has been occupying a lot of my mental space lately, I wanna produce work that helps people or inspires people to see the world through a, a clearer lens and maybe reconnect with some emotions that they've either been suppressing or forgot about, and ultimately helps them to appreciate the beauty in life.
0: That is beautiful. Well, thank you, ladies, both so much for joining us today. We so appreciate you both being very open and vulnerable and sharing with our listeners the various points of life transitions that you're both dealing with. For our listeners, um, If you are also going through a transition right now, please leave your details in the comments. I think that we can all serve as a community for each other to encourage each other and support each other through these times.
4: If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash Asianbossgirl slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com.
0: If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at If you'd
2: like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one.
0: And with that, we'll catch you all on the next episode. And then on three, we're all going to sing bye. One, two, three. Bye.
2: <laughs> Bye.